This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, everybody. We are about to start this week's show. But first, I want to thank one of the sponsors of this episode, Gray's Snacks. They are so delicious. I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago how awesome our book launch party was. And one of the things I was so excited about was that I put together this huge, gigantic bucket of snacks. I don't know. I thought there'd be like maybe half of them left at the end of the party. They were all gone. Everybody ate them. There was only three left, which I was very happy about because I ate them the next day. Gray Snacks offers an extensive range of tasty and nutritious snacks conveniently delivered to your office or home on a weekly or semi-monthly basis. And they are hooking it up for all of our listeners. They are going to send you a four snack sampler box for free. If you go to graze.com, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com and just enter the code single, you are going to get your free snacks. They're so delicious. They've got chili and honey almonds or whole grain banana shortbread dippers with caramel sauce. They're in perfect portions. They're in-house nutritionists. Make sure that every snack has a benefit for you, whether it be essential vitamins and minerals or a source of protein. If you order them right now, you'll basically be able to eat them and feel like you're at our party. So go to graze, G-R-A-Z-E dot com and enter the code SINGLE. Now let's start this week's episode. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We're the co-writers of the recently released and highly acclaimed book, This Is Why You're Single. (laughs) Um, We'll get into that later. Uh, Every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is you want a rom-com romance. Yes. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, guys who are using Snapchat to cheat and the surprising power of high heels. Then we're going to be diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is a gorgeous actress, a model, a former figure skater, and she's basically Carrie Bradshaw as the J-Spot columnist at the New York Observer. Please welcome Jasmine Loeb. Hi. Hi. Hi, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Do you feel like Carrie Bradshaw? And tell me (laughs) how you got the gig. (laughs) Um, Do I feel like Carrie Bradshaw? I've I've heard that a lot. I'm Uh, sure. I didn't come up with anything new. I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like everybody have a lot of shoes with your (laughs) with your group of friends. You're always like, who's the Carrie? Who's the Samantha? And you're like, well, I obviously am the Carrie because I literally am doing the job she did right in Sex in the City. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do, but I also am trying to redefine it for myself because there's such a history there. Yeah. And if I were to be like, oh, I'm Carrie, then I would like be like, uh, wait, is this Sex in the City? Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I'm definitely um, adding my own and you have to it. It's oh, so very different. You. But it's so true that that it's basically Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> How did the job come about? Well, I was in Los Angeles acting. And I would go to all of these Hollywood parties and there was just this sense of vapidness to Mm -hmm. a lot of these situations. And so I'd come home and I would write and I 
felt like I didn't have much of a voice in Hollywood because, you know, you're also auditioning for roles and I would audition for like hot blonde number two. (laughs) I feel like, wait, who am I? Like I went to Vassar and, you know, took feminist theory courses and here I am like in this strange land. And so I would write and, and I really felt it grounded me and it gave me a sense of self in an otherwise strange land. I I actually love LA and and Hollywood, but it also has that other side too. Oh yeah. I used to live there. I know exactly the side you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. It's a strange balance because on one hand, like the landscape is gorgeous gorgeous and you can really connect to nature and you can find so much depth in that. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, there's like, whoa, you're like not very grounded. You're always driving. So yeah. But anyway, so I started writing, um, and I gave one of my stories to a friend who was a writer, and she really loved it. And then I started to um, – they gave me a column called Star Fucked. And, <laughs> am I allowed to say that on yeah. – Yeah. You can say whatever you want on this okay. podcast. Um, and Wait, that's amazing. In uh, New York Natives. And so it was – the first time I just, I just felt like I'd walk into a room and instead of being like, Hey, I'm an actress. Like, and yeah, I was in that thing like six months ago and I had that role and like, you know, sort of kind of like apologizing, like I'd walk in and I'd (laughs) feel like this is who I am. And to be able to say I'm a writer. Yeah. It felt real and it felt like I was, there was an honesty to it. Not that there isn't to acting, but when you're not doing the roles that you want or that you Mm -hmm. feel fully represent who you are, there is that aspect that you're not in the center of things, you know, um, grounded in who you are. Yeah. Um, and so from there, the New York Observer found out about me and offered me a column and it was, um, you know, just, Totally nuts because I had literally been publishing for six months tops. Wow. And I had had all of these dreams of being a writer. I always did. I majored in creative writing at Vassar, but it was like, I'm in West Hollywood. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so far removed from the writing world. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and that's why I think that things do line up when you're kind of in your Mm -hmm. bliss or doing what feels right. They kind of just fall into place. And then sometimes you hit plateaus, but then they fall into place again as when you're sort of like in alignment with yourself. And so everything just kind of like happened. So then you moved to New York for the job. So then I moved to New York for the job. And uh, I also had this like thing where the year before, I remember I had two car leases in Los Angeles. So, and I kind of like tell my time by boyfriends and car leases. Like, <laughs> that's sort of like how I measure time. Yeah. But um, it was like the summer before the August that my car lease. So it was like August before the following August. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to make that really complicated. <laughs> okay. I'm following. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I remember saying like, okay, when my car lease is over, like something amazing has to happen universe. <laughs> I was like either something amazing in LA yeah. or something amazing in New York, but I accept nothing less. I, so I'll renew my car lease. I'll I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a car lease just so that I can say that. Right. It's just like so the, that I can try that for myself. I think that's very like the book, The Secret. Yeah. Except right. they just don't mention car leases. But <laughs> right. Exactly. The belief that something will happen. So <laughs> sure enough, the following August, I moved to New York. I mean, well, actually... That's what my car lease was up. It wasn't like a, but it kind of all lined up that way. That's, and um, that's great. Yeah, that's there's so some was, order to the universe. I know. That's I a know. hopeful story. So that's when I I moved, and 
um, yeah, I was very excited. And the rest is history. And the rest yeah. is history. Exactly. Wow. So I love, um, in a lot of your columns, you talk about your friends. Um, do you ever have friends? Do you ever feel like somebody's telling you a story and you feel like they're pitching you secretly? Cause people bit? do that to us all, all the, the time, time for our yeah. sketch show. They're like, let me tell you the story about this guy I'm dating. You should write a sketch about it. And we're uh, like, and then they'll tell us a story and we'll be like, um, that's not really a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll that's think about it. Funny. I mean, sometimes yeah. they do end up being sketches, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like friends are pitching to me all the time. Um, and sometimes I use their stories. I, I'm one of, um, my friend who was dating her trainer, I read that story. I read that. I read that story. And and I think she really wanted the story to be told, you know, because not everyone has an outlet in that way. She was very specific. I mean, either you're very good at asking super specific details because that story was detailed. Oh, I'm very good at asking specific details. And very sexy. (laughs) Except for the balls part. Yeah. Balls in her face. Oh, and balls yeah. that that is a very specific detail oh you mean not yeah. that wasn't sexy the balls in when face. she woke up with oh yeah balls his, in her face. was that i think was it her his balls or his penis or i guess that's i guess the same thing i guess sort they, were of. All, they were all at the party <laughs> yeah they were there she woke up with that in her face yeah everyone should look up that that <laughs> she actually also woke up with his fingers inside of her once as well oh so yeah that was just his wow. thing so that's what wow. he did he would just surprise her this is a wow. creepy trainer. I yeah. know. I know. I mean, it should be said that this was not during training sessions. They no, were dating. No, this is... <laughs> um, wow. Do you but ever... Yeah, so she she definitely wanted me to, you know, talk about that. And, and I also let her read it because sure. I wanted to make sure that, you know, and I disguised and... Yeah. Because that's personal. So you want to find that balance. Mm-hmm. And so it is important for me that my friends feel comfortable. Like I'm not going to you know, yeah. expose them too much. So yeah. Do you ever have friends that are like, this is off the record? Yes, yeah. I do. So do I. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talk about our friends on the podcast sometimes and they're like, please don't use this. Yeah. This isn't material. They're like, I'm just telling you a story. <laughs> I can't know. And that's it. hard sometimes because right. it's such great material. Such, and you're it's so hard, right? where like... And sometimes, you know, you stretch it a little bit and it, it gets complicated. So you have to really figure out what you want, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to put forward. Now, being a celebrity reporter, I dealt with that all the time. If Ooh. a friend saw a celebrity, it's, you know, and they, they're like, you can't use this. Stop the record. I was like, no, <laughs> but it's Brad Pitt. I have to write about it. Oh, it's so hard. But a friend, but then I was like, you know what? It's never worth it to, it's not. to ruin a friendship because yeah. friendships are forever and then the story you, you publish the story and then know, you're, and, and then, then your editor's like okay what's the next story or they're like you know slash out this part this yeah, part and you're yeah. like wait you're like, what? yeah they're always like what's next um you have had a lot of amazing stories i want to read some of the headlines <laughs> okay my friend these are some of the headlines of your stories my friend asked me to be her egg donor four friends find love in a bathroom how a 250 dollars massage led to a surprise happy ending <laughs> penises i have known I wanted a married man and he wanted me. I mean, they're all so different and so good. What are some of your favorite stories that you've worked on and written? I really like this one called Boiled or Stabbed. Ooh, I haven't <laughs> read that one. What's that one about? That sounds sexy. Uh, yeah, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, it's really hot. You're, you're really good at headlines. Headlines are something I need okay, to work on. I have to tell you a secret. I don't come up with those headlines. That's the... Um, the observer does. Oh, like that, the, the editor. So lucky. So yeah. yeah, like some of them that actually, like I came up, I came up with my first <laughs> columns headline, which was text 
and the city. Oh, uh, I like that. I mean, you know, but still, I was like, I had this epiphany one night. Text, text, not sex. Text. I would save hours and hours if I didn't have to come up with my own headlines. Like I could write like two thousand yeah. words, no problem, and then I'll spend like four hours just on the headline. It's important. Yeah, yeah headline. I mean, headlines are what gets it's somebody. True. To and kick. I'm very lucky with yeah. that because That's you awesome. know, the observer is great that way. Like, yeah, just on it. Okay, so <laughs> tell me about boiled or stabbed. Boiled or stabbed is about my friend Mandy, um, who was dating a billionaire. Is was and um, and, but also, it's about the underbelly of that and and the fear that that part of her choices also came from fear. And you know, we kind of sometimes you're like you know we look at women as gold diggers or, but you don't really understand the, the background, you know, her working class background and her, her fear of, of not having money and someone comes along. And, and, and so I think that sometimes we have to unravel these sort of stereotypes. And, um, but what I love about it is that the um, lobsters are symbolic as sort of these, there's like a, a clam bake at, mm-hmm. on the billionaire's beach house. And we end as up as there typically is when you're a billionaire. <laughs> it's course. like you can't be a billionaire and not have a clam bake. Right. It, it exactly. like comes with the territory. And so we end up um, freeing the leftover lobsters. Oh. And bringing them to the ocean, which is also a metaphor for, you know, this I- the underdogs and, you know, bringing them back to their, their habitat. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I, that piece. I just still love that piece. It was like a really, I don't know, meant a lot to me. Yeah. So did she let you write that after, did she break up with this guy? So was this like written after they had broken up? Um, no, it's, it's still going on. Oh, it's still going. I changed once again, I changed. But I mean, how things. many friends do you have that are, that are dating billionaires? <laughs> like this guy could have come across the story. How did, yeah. How did you, you have to pull be, that off? You do have to be careful. You have to be careful and just, just throw people off their trail. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's, a, that's a whole other thing. So it's almost like you're writing two stories at once. Yeah. You're kind of trying to figure out a way to protect people while simultaneously tell the truth. And you can make certain changes and and really keep the truth, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, it, they don't have to always be the exact details, which often one gets very attached to. So it's it's, it's still possible. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've started to figure out. <laughs> well, that's going to be a good wedding if uh, <laughs> clam, bake, clam bake wedding. You can write about it. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess, so finally... Um, what's dating like for you? Are guys ever intimidated by you being a sex comic, by you being the new Carrie Bradshaw? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's complicated. (laughs) Um, but it's also, I think that a lot of guys are excited by it. Like it's, you know, it's a challenge and, um, you know, some of them become immortalized in in the words. (laughs) Um, but and do is, they like that? Do you find that most guys like that? Yeah, have they ever I, said it's anything? A, it's a balance. I think you have to. I I'm careful, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like my last relationship, he really didn't want me to write about him, and mm-hmm. it became a power struggle. Oh, and um, we broke. I think part of the reason why we broke up was 
because of that. And then I wrote like five columns. <laughs> and he still would call me and we'd hook up. So oh. it's not like, you know, he didn't he speak wasn't to me. That he meant, actually right? would sort of get turned on by it and be like, so like, you know, what did, what did Jerry do this week? And like, you know, so there was actually something almost erotic about telling the, st- telling our story and having that sort of power and then like reconvening with him and sort of, you know, it, so it was kind of fun in that's, a way. That feels very heated. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, did you like that line? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like only like, there's very few people that can like use that as like a sexual yeah. line during sex. Like, I, I was like, what do you want to do to me? Like, and she's like, did you like that? Yeah. Did you like just that? Like the pros I use. Yeah. yeah. Just tell me how great I am. Yeah. In the column. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like my use of the Oxford comma? Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's time. Should we talk about what's in the news now? Let's. What's in the news? All right, Angela. We've got some fun news stories here we to do. talk about. But before we do... I want to take a second to brag about us being in the news. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because we've been written about for our book this week, and we realize we haven't really told any of our listeners about the cool things we've been written about. Right. Um, Unless they're following written us about on social us. media, because we brag, we blast that. We, bl- we brag a Ish. lot about ourselves. All right. Mm-hmm. This week, though, I was really excited because In Touch Weekly had a book report come out, and they mm-hmm. gave us an A. Yes. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. And they wrote... This witty and wise dating guide. I'm sorry, Jasmine, that you have to sit through us. No, (laughs) it's amazing. This is going to be like a short little brag (laughs) session. All right. (laughs) They wrote, this witty and wise dating guide combines the social analysis of sex in the city. You're like, and (laughs) with the sassy irreverence of Broad City. So we were excited about that one. Those are like two things we really love. That's amazing. And then People Magazine. Um in their best new book section, wrote, we are a witty dating guide that just might help you land your IRL mate. Right. I should feel more shameless about just <laughs> reading compliments about ourselves, but I don't, guys. I Listen. don't. No, you have to own it. And <laughs> yeah. you've worked hard for it. I worked hard you know? for it, so yeah. we're going to own if, it. If you guys are on the fence about buying our book... <laughs> You'll listen to Bustle. Laura, what did Bustle say? Bustle said their completely non-traditional dating guide will have you simultaneously falling over laughing and nodding along in agreement because their advice is just too darn on point. It is. We're on, <laughs> we're on fleek. Yeah. We're, we're on fleek. Um, all right. We won't read any more quotes, but we also had some amazing stories in the Washington Post, the New York Post. The Orange County Register did like a full page spread on Laura Lane. <laughs> Her face was on the cover. I she's, was on the cover. She's a hometown hero. I was on the cover of the Tustin News, but that's owned by the Orange County Register. It's like kind of both. Whatever. It's complicated. Yeah, well, my favorite thing we did, though, is on uh, one of my friend's blogs called Colt Factory. Yes, Colt, we- go to Colt dash factory.com angela and I, they uh they styled us angela and i dressed up in like couture and then went to my local grocery store and took a bunch of pictures yep. just around the grocery store everyone was looking at us like we were weirdos right but then, it's also new york so nobody really cared yeah nobody really cared like, they looked at us but they were like oh, whatever and then we like had uh we went we wanted to have shopping bags but we hadn't bought anything so then like as people were leaving the grocery store we're like can we borrow your shopping bags for some photos and then, uh, and then we came back to my house, changed in some more glamorous outfits, mm-hmm. and scrubbed my floor to right. look and like did the dishes. Glamorous house. And I have to say, making a sexy face is really hard. You just have to like. <laughs> 
I basically had dead face the whole time. I was like, am I doing this right? It's way easier to be goofy. Um, you were great. You looked very sexy in Thanks. the pictures. Thank you. All right. Now let's actually talk about what's in the news that doesn't okay. have to do with us. Okay. Angela, what have you been reading in, in the, the news? In the world outside of This Is Why You're Single, um, I read on Playboy that they What were you doing reading Playboy? It's just articles uh, now, guys. That's true. No more yeah, nakedness. It's actually that's great true. for this yeah. segment. Um, all right. So they had a thing about how uh, high heels influence, uh, have a surprising power over men. Of course they did because they're Playboy. Um, I hate this study because I don't wear high heels. But um, they pulled a study from the archive, archive of Sexual Behavior. They said women are more likely to gain compliance and receive spontaneous offers of help from men if they wear heels. What? Yeah. Man, I don't like wearing heels either. No. Do you do you find that but I do find yeah. that to be the case. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I, I <laughs> high heels get me tongue tied. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, because everyone thinks oh Carrie Bradshaw wears heels all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I actually am a lover of flats. Really? Yes. Yeah, just because they Team feel flat. so good. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel sturdy in them, like strong. Yes. Right. But there's you're also t- you're tall though too. yeah i'm five nine but there's also you know when you wear heels it's true it's like there's this incredible sort of sexy power that you feel it but does it helps your posture and i remember does. reading something once about how like i'm gonna say i'm gonna butcher because i don't remember but like when you wear heels the way it makes your like booty like go up yeah. something yeah. to do with like guys subconsciously see it hmm. as like a mating thing because like oh, right. in, in animals, like animals like animals like you stick your butt out when you right. want to mate and like high heels kind of make your butt right. stick out i'm that's probably completely incorrect but it was something like it that that i remember like reading that could be true sexy but i always end up after a while getting back pain yes <laughs> yes i'm like how sexy is that you yeah know, my arching back your back arched yeah. and i'm sort of like after like a couple hours i'm just sort of like ah <laughs> yeah so it's like one thing is like the fantasy and the other thing is the reality. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very fascinated by that in my work too. You know, yeah. it's just sort of yeah. this idea of like what we project and this this image that we have and then simultaneously like what's the reality here? Yeah. It's like high heels are super sexy for the first couple hours and then right. like what people don't see is like the blisters yeah. on your feet. I and, love like, wearing red. high heels when I'm sitting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what, what I mean. Say. Like yeah. if I could just be like carried around yeah. <laughs> in my like super high heels, that would be great. No, yeah. I do. I if think I'm about that. I'm like, I'm like, we're going to the movies. Oh, I'm definitely wearing high heels. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Taxi everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the second I start to walk, I look like, like the beginning of Bambi. Like when he's learning how to walk, that's mean heels all the time. But um, yeah. <laughs> the, theories, the theories behind why this was true, though, were basically what we said. Like it changes the way you walk, which makes you more attractive to men. Um, men have learned to associate heels with sex appeal and women feel more attractive in their heels. Mm. So they project like confidence. That's I, interesting. It depends on the woman. I though. believe yeah, it. Did, yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, because it's like if you're taller and it does, it slims you, you feel more confident. Right. So if you're looking to get what you want, I guess wear heels, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. Laura, what's your new story? All right. My new story is kind of a downer. I read this right. in Cosmo. Sexy. That's a sound effect that we play whenever we say the word Cosmo. <laughs> oh, really? That's oh, shoot. Amazing. Cosmo. Sexy. Okay. Um... <laughs> Because it's a very sexy magazine, um, although not as sexy as Playboy. Yeah, really. Why don't why, I need a sound cue? Yeah, Playboy. I'll get one for you next time. Thank you. 
this article in in Cosmo was that guys are using Snapchat to cheat, but is it cheating? So because mm-hmm. they can't get caught on their text messages, there was uh, this article wrote about the countless Reddit threads full of people who have found out their partners were swiping sexy photos or talking to exes on Snapchat. And I guess it's pretty common thing because, you know, they can't, your girlfriend, your wife can't search your emails or text messages. And, but you know, you're not like seeing them, but you're sending sexy pictures. Mm. And this is like a new common thing a lot of people are doing. And they're saying, is it cheating? Is it not? I mean, obviously it is. It's totally cheating. Wait, are you guys on Snapchat? I'm try to be. I try to figure it out. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand the numbers. That makes me feel better. Yeah, know. it's like so. This I'm like a little lost. Yeah, yeah. but so wait. So guys it are should cheating. be more intuitive. Right. Yeah, Snapchat's I also not really, that intuitive. I don't see the point, but maybe because I'm not a guy trying to cheat on my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> um, All of my girlfriends, though, they're uh, they post their stories. I do get it. Like I have my friend, my friend Whitney. She's in mm-hmm. LA, and she. She's like a food blogger and she does these Snapchat stories of her hanging out with her dog, yeah. Mr. Chow, and like the food she makes. And then whenever I like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what like Whitney's story of the day is. Uh, I, I feel like right. I like hung out with her that but day. Oh, that's nice. So that is yeah. kind of, it's nice for people that you don't get that to you see, don't see a lot. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram is so like such a snippet. That yeah. It's sort of hard to connect. Grasp it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't want to like flood up the Instagram. They, People like to do like one to three posts a day. All right, I feel you like convinced me. I'm now going to go on Snapchat. That's it. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a picture of my my way over here on in the rain. I mean, that was so from like, LA. exciting. Yeah, see, that would be something. Like, I mean, totally on the L on train. Seriously, yeah. yes. And then like, and the stuff people put in their like Snapchat stories is very like mundane things you really wouldn't Instagram. I guess it's like, it's like, oh, look at these. I'm like. I went through a neighborhood that had like Christmas lights on all the sh- and all the houses. Like, look at it, and I'm like, oh, so like that's what Nicole did last night. That's fun for her, and right? For I, her. I, but no, but I'm like, I feel like yeah. I was kind of like a You're part like of my there, friend's day. On the yeah. Walk. yeah. So wait, how are guys cheating with on this? You can also send messages. So you can do these oh. like stories of the day that kind of it's almost got like it. posting it, pu- it publicly, it. but then you can send snaps to like a specific person right. with so like a nudie pic like nudie pics yeah what about instagram do you ever get instant messages on instagram no i've been getting no, messages really I've heard that's one a guy thing. who sends pictures of fighter planes what yes <laughs> fighter planes and bombs and oh no me, no wait yeah. that's really freaky well he thinks it's sexy or something and then he writes i, I don't think i don't think english is his first language because he says like you know i really want to chat you up and he keeps like, you know, sending me texts on that. But Can, you have to have he, a picture with the Instagram. So each time there's a fighter jet. Oh my God. With like, so I want to chat you up. And I it's mean, just I guess sort it could of be like, worse than a fighter jet. Picture wise. Yes, you're right. But. I'm actually really thankful. <laughs> I mean, just I'm a sure. Choice. The fighter right. jet is probably. Right. It's, you know, it's uh, like. You know, exactly. Instead of his penis. It's right. Like yeah. Phallic. <laughs> a very phallic of. fighter jet. Yeah. Oh. oh, and the other is watches. He sometimes sends watches. Okay, that one I don't get. How is <laughs> no. a watch phallic in any way? <laughs> Although, what is, but guys, what is I guess the time? Guys are into watches. Right. What is the time on the watch? Maybe is there's that symbolism. some kind of meaning? It's true. It's a metaphor. Like, Maybe how much time do we have left together? Yeah, it's or, time to date me. Or, <laughs> I, got, I got it, guys. It's If it's 1.43 on the watch... One four three. I, I love, love you. you. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. 
But when you had pagers back in the day, if somebody texted you one, four, three, it meant I love you. Like I for the one and then four, cause love has four letters. And then you oh, three, yeah. you has three letters. Oh my God. That, it was like pager No one code. ever sent me one forty three. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in like, I was like a kid of the nineties. Yeah. So I knew yeah. all the pager codes, but one, four, three meant I love you. So maybe it was one forty three on the clock. Yeah. Oh, good point. I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever answer him by the way? <laughs> no, I never did. Good. And no, no, that's and then good, he actually it? at one point said, you know, I'm not going to give up on you. Oh, oh and God. Then I, and then part of me was flattered. Like, <laughs> like, wow, that's nice. You're so He's positive. Like, you know, he was like, I'll continue to follow you. I'll be loyal. And then he unfollowed me. Oh, like I right mean, after. So then I felt betrayed. You know, it's like I can't. This guy's all over the place. That's, do you do you ever get creepers that you actually get creeped out by? Yeah, I do. And I just like unfriend them or, you know, I've made a policy now where I, I used to friend everyone because mm-hmm. but now it's like I try to be more, you know, um, aware of yeah, right. that. Yeah, we're learning. And you also that. kind of just learn to like not even engage or, you know, if something's weird, you just don't even look. But. Yeah. I know. I never know whether, but then sometimes they get mad if they you get, like yeah, block really them weird. or like don't engage. And I'm like, oh God, what do you do? Yeah, it's, I know. Anyway. <sighs> all right. Guys, if you're on Snapchat sending sexy pictures, I think we all agree. It's cheating. You're cheating. <laughs> That's why we didn't even get into it. Really. We don't even it's like, duh, it. you're cheating. dumb. Stop you're it. Cheating. Stop cheating. Before we move on, I want to take a quick moment to thank one of our sponsors. Our sponsor is Skirt. S-K-U-R-T, not like the skirts that you wear. Skirt, you tap a button and you have a rental car delivered. Now, Angela and I, occasionally, we go out to Los Angeles. Right now, Skirt is only in Los Angeles, but they're supposed to come to New York and San Francisco in 2016. And basically, you tap a button, your rental car is delivered to you. It makes it so that you're not spent waiting for hours in the line at the airport to rent a car. That is the absolute worst. It's a logistical nightmare. Luckily, they have rental cars that are delivered to you. We don't exactly know how they deliver them, but they do. It's as easy as tapping a few buttons on your iPhone. Someone's going to show up with your rental car. I don't know how they get home after that, but that's not up to me. That is on them. They just deliver me my car, and then I drive off into the sunset. Not only does the app provide convenience, it actually removes the hassle of rental car paperwork. You just simply scan your license, and within minutes, you can be approved for your rental. I, I don't know how they do it, but they get the car to you in less than five minutes. You can rent the car. You have it delivered to you. It's fantastic. And the best part for me, Skirt's rental rates are insanely competitive at 30 to 50% cheaper than other rental cars on the market. You can even drive a Tesla. They got Teslas up in there. Go to skirtapp.com to download the app, create an account, and enter the promo code SINGLE, and you're going to get $100 off of your first rental. So, I mean, that saves you like one third of the plane, plane ticket. Skirtapp.com. Enter the code SINGLE. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. It is time to move in to our mailbox. Angela, what's been going on in the mailbox? Well, before we get into the questions that people have sent us, I would like to talk about other stuff listeners are doing on social media. What have they been doing? Well, Laura... As you may remember, a few weeks ago, we did a contest on our Twitter. We asked everybody to retweet uh, a little snippet of your dog, Sam, promoting our book. Yeah, Sam's a very great actress. She's a big fan. Oh she did a she's confessional. So um, <laughs> she's very cute. She, she's always she left the room. She's, she left the room. She's always she's bored. She's, she's over like, it. She's like, yes, Snapchat is cheating. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but so we were able to pick how many winners did we pick? We picked six winners for that contest. So shout out to Lorena, Annika, Stephanie, Anna, Audrey, and Emily. You guys are getting signed books from me and Laura. Yeah, we're going to send them out. I promise. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Um, and then we also had some people post pictures of our book because they bought it and that was awesome. So Guys, please, if you got our book, post a picture. We'll give you a shout out. So right now, shout out to our girl, Laura C., who also came to our launch party. Oh, my God. She was so cool. She's adorable. Wait, two Lauras came to our... Two Lauras came. And they were both amazing. One of the Lauras came all the way from Philly. All the way. No, that was so cool for like just the night. Yeah, no, cool. and her and her plus one Kristen lives in New York, so hi yeah. Kristen too. Um, we also had Tamara S bought the book. Raymond bought the book and told us he's not single anymore in part due to our podcast. Well, I don't know what we did to help you, yeah, but we're I, really glad we you're welcome. helped you. You're welcome. We changed your life, Raymond. I'll take full credit. Um, but he still bought the book anyways as yeah, a thank you and so- and posted a picture of it on Twitter, which was super cool. Thanks. Yeah. Raymond. Thank you, Raymond. Um, honorable mention to Andrea in South Africa, who got our book in on Amazon in South Africa. Awesome girl. Uh, and then finally, the stranger who was a friend of a friend of a friend who posted a picture of somebody reading our book on the subway that we creepily found on Facebook. Who has my last name? Who has Laura's last name? We're not related. No no he really. like po- made a Facebook post of uh, somebody reading our book on the train and uh, wrote... Uh, this is why you're single. I'm pretty sure reading this book on the train is in chapter one. And I wrote back, cha-ching or touche. <laughs> I wrote, well, page two is taking pictures of creepily, ta- on- creepily taking pictures of strange ladies on the subway. And he was like, ha ha, right. that's funny. Anyways. And now we're all friends. So now we're friends. It ended amicably. All right. What's actually in our mailbox? <laughs> okay. Because we have Jasmine, the expert here, yes. who's going to help these listeners I tried and help to them find- with their, with their, problems some some sexy sex related sex questions (laughs) we don't have that many so (laughs) here's all right our first what about just sexy questions i mean they're all sexy (laughs) questions so julia wrote us an email with the subject line am i dating a self-aware fuck boy which I loved. Um, wow. She's been seeing this guy for seven that, months. That's always an email that will open. If you, exactly. If you, totally. put, that in the, if you yeah. put that in the subject, and we will open your email. She, she was sassy. Um, she's been seeing this guy for seven months, and he's never been in a relationship before. She said they had a few DTR combos, which I had to Google because I'm an old bitch. And <laughs> DTR combos are define the relationship. Um, and in those conversations, he said he doesn't see her as his girlfriend. That upset her, but flash forward to now... She um she's decided to stop wasting her time to make him her boyfriend. She just considers him good sex and company, but not for a relationship. She told him that this is like seven months later, and he started crying and said he felt like a terrible person. Now she has the opportunity to move across the country, and it's in her best interest to just not engage with him. So she wants to know if she's being dishonest if she doesn't tell him that she's going to move across the country. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, so wait. will you ask your question? No, so she, she, why wouldn't she tell him? Like, she doesn't want to hurt his feelings or I mean, what? Yeah, that's what like, I Like, I'm not to know. sure entirely. Why not just thing? tell him if she's, she's decided that he already said he doesn't that's want, a good so, so wait, here's the deal. This is, let me just make sure I'm getting this right. All right. They, she wanted to know where they were. She wanted to put a label on where they were. Right, at the beginning she, of their relationship. So, so she asked him, he said, I don't want to be your boyfriend. Right. 
then she decided not to talk to him. He started crying. No, they, so he said, I don't want to put a label on it. So they stayed together. They've just been casually dating and she's learned to. So be, she stuck with she him, said, even though he said, I don't want to be your boyfriend. She's like, okay, you're right, not my boyfriend, she, but I'll still. Right. Hook up but with she you. changed her attitude and she's just kind of, she told me she's emotionally numb, which is probably from the bad phrasing relationship. Yeah. Well, him? she's become emotionally numb to him and she just looks at him as good sex and good company but and then at what point did she stop talking to him she's still talking to him but then how could she can't move if you're talking to someone somewhat regularly he's gonna know you're like packing up your shit i think i mean i think it would be like oh by the way i'm like moving across the country tomorrow i don't know why she wants to do that i mean if it sounds like she has a great opportunity across the country right and it's also closer to her family i mean it sounds like a no-brainer like that there's all sorts of everything's pointing there and um so the question is, is how to handle it with right. him. Yes. Well, she, yeah. And then her second question was, should I give him the benefit of the doubt since this is his first semi-relationship and he may just be slow to open up? I guess meaning like, should I, now that he's like crying and feeling sad about. Oh, I so think. I get it. So he's all of a sudden like, she's kind of stepped back and said, I'm not as interested in you. Or like and now he suddenly wants her. Yes. Right. So he, she probably like, still wouldn't conflicted. say he wants a relationship, right? But I don't think so. Will at least cry, yeah. <laughs> um, and so how do, I guess how does she deal with this with the move? Is her question right? Right, right. Okay. Well, I certainly don't think that he should be a factor in her decision to move. No, I mean, does she? She's just still deciding whether to move. Yeah, she says she has a few months to decide. Oh, I mean, move, girl, move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like it feels right for her to move. Right. And that this is just sort of like hanging around her. Yeah. Sort of like she's carrying this burden in a way. Yeah, it's like baggage. And that maybe she feels guilty actually finding some joy and leaving him behind. It's weird how we get entangled in these these situations Mm -hmm. where suddenly we start to feel guilt even though – there's no reason There's for no it. There's no reason for it. And I think sometimes it also has to do with like childhood stuff and that we sure. carry on, you know. Yeah. But I I would say go for it and 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 actually she's the best thing she can do is be honest and, yeah. and tell him, just right. free him up too. Because yeah. it sounds like it's just kind of dragging on. Right. And that's I mean if he all of a sudden is like don't move. I mean, he'd be just <laughs> even more of a dick right to don't say move that. but you're still not my girlfriend yeah so Wait, i can't the answer I, there should be obvious i can't imagine that being the scenario like hopefully she'll say hey i've decided to move like hope we still stay friends i'll right. give you a shout when i come back to visit or whatever but right. then like like once you move like get some space from him do not talk to him regularly so that she can like start her new life and bring some fresh people into it. And also, actions speak louder than words. So if he were, if he really wanted to be with her, then he would have to show her that. And right. it sounds like he's just sort of kind of still wishy-washy. Yeah, so that's right. not enough. Like, he really has to take an action. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's bold. Even if yeah. she doesn't move and she stays there, he needs to make an, act, like, make an effort for her to keep seeing him. Yeah, that's I agree. It. Okay, second question is from Nessa. She said... That's a cute name. I know, it's cute. cute It's short for Vanessa. Oh. Um, I am friends with a guy on Facebook who I used to have some chemistry with. We haven't talked in a couple of years, but we occasionally like each other's posts, and I would really like to strike up a conversation with him again. Any advice on how to do this without without it turning out awkward, or is it a lost cause? It's not a 
lost cause. No, that's it's cute. Not. It's yeah. adorable. Um, I've I've been there where you're like Facebook friends with somebody that you like, and you just keep liking their oh stuff God. and hoping that I've they been there too. will like strike up a conversation. I would reach out actually. Yes, I would send him a Facebook message mm-hmm. and just say something sweet. You know. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think you can get lost in that liking each other's pictures, right. like commenting on the pictures, and you yeah. don't want to ask somebody out like pub- like no publicly in a comment is just weird. Like right. I once there was this guy that I kind of liked who I briefly saw on Tinder, like <laughs> when I was on it for like a month, and then I followed him on Facebook. He followed me back. Then I followed him on Twitter. He followed me back, <laughs> and we kept liking each other. So then I followed him on Instagram. He followed me, but like nothing ever happened. Yeah, right. And but I kind of never. I personally didn't take that step, but mm-hmm. I feel like if, if she feels that she really, there could be something there, then I think she should go for it. Yeah. Because right? the and worst I, that can happen is, is is nothing. Yeah. But nothing is happening right now. Then so. you'll have no regrets. Exactly. exactly. And exactly. I also think she doesn't have to like make herself totally vulnerable. She doesn't have to come right out and be like, I like you. Let's hang out. Yeah, exactly. She can also just be like, hey, how you been? And see how he like responds. Exactly. And if he wants to have a conversation with her and then maybe it will just like organically get to a Or place. like it's always good to be like, hey, um, a bunch of friends and I haven't yeah. seen him forever. Like a bunch of friends and I are going to this bar on Saturday and then if he says he can come then you better find some friends to actually yeah, that's right like go to the bar the easy yeah. part yeah <laughs> exactly but like yeah make it like a casual group thing if you're not sure how he feels but yeah. but yeah like you like Jasmine said the the worst that could happen is that you're at the place you are right now yeah, and right. so that's it only positive stuff could come out of it yes exactly so final verdict message him Nessa Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's it for this week. If you guys want your listener questions answered in an upcoming episode, tweet us at your single show. You can also email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. We read all of our questions. We do. We read all of our emails. You can also just email us to say hi. We like that too. Yes, we do. We want to know what you guys are up to. Yeah. And, um, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spreaker while you're at it. Yeah. And Thank you guys so much for. No, we're not no, done. We're not no, done. No. We're just, just that segment. One more. We're done oh, with the segment. Okay. We just have a lot of plugs throughout. We have a lot of plugs, <laughs> but we're not done. We're not done. Don't leave. We have one more. Very. I'm important. out the door with the dog. No. <laughs> oh wait, no, he's back. It's time back. to move on <laughs> to our reason of the week. This week's reason is you want a rom com romance. Okay, so this is where. People, you know, you you go and you see the movies, especially if you've never been in a long-term relationship like I I had not before I met mm-hmm. my man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it, cool. Like the longest was like a three-month thing. I mean, they would be really intense three months, but that was it. So you you see the movies and, and you think like all relationships are supposed to be like the movies. Right. I mean, you know, you're not like a crazy person. You, you have right. some sense of reality, but you just like expect these extravagant romantic things or like... Right. Every day is supposed to be amazing. And I especially think like when you're younger and and you're like, when I get older and I'm like on my own, that's what my life's going to be like. I'm going to be out and there's going to be like a beautiful man coming up to me and being like, oh, get in my limousine. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. And every time, Sometimes it does. Every time I get back from a trip, there's going to be somebody waiting at the airport with right. flowers. Right. That's, yeah. That's a good example because 
that's like seems like a realistic thing that seems like a realistic thing and has then anyone I, ever uh, picked you up at an airport no and i've straight up no. asked can you pick me up from the airport and i'm like hoping they'll have flowers and, he, and i'm like no take a cab <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> i've been driven to the airport a that's few yeah times. that's nice that's right good. <laughs> I mean, but that's, my yeah. mom has driven me to right. the airport yeah everyone has driven me to the airport <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you notice that in relationships, people have these like expectations of things that they see? Totally. We call them rom com romances. I don't know if it all has to do with the movies, but just like yeah, right, I think that people project what they want to see on the other, especially in the beginning, and then as time goes on, the realities start to settle, and that's why sometimes relationships are only three months. These like intense, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like how do you get over that hump? Yeah, and so yeah, I think that you know. Yeah, and it shouldn't. It's not, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're lowering your expectations. It's more like coming to understand that like reality is sometimes better than the movie is, right. and like once you you reach this point where you're like, this is nice. It should, doesn't have to be these like super high plateaus. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a balance. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that, I know we want like boom, boom, boom all the time, <laughs> but that's also drama, and that's yeah. the movies right. exactly, know? and that actually steady and maybe even at times boring can be absolutely fulfilling and beautiful yeah, right i mean know? don't get me wrong i still want some like yeah romantic yeah. gestures like <laughs> out of nowhere our producer <laughs> and my husband is in the room right now you could be as romantic make some you know whisk me off to to paris tomorrow <laughs> i would love it <gasps> that but sounds yeah, amazing that's not real yeah. life no um sh- all right we're gonna break this down a little more in our reason of the week breakdown. All right. Romantic comedies get real. Rom-coms don't always reflect real life, as we have discussed. Mm -hmm. So today we are going to talk about what would have happened if these chick flicks had taken place in the real world. So what we're going to do is we're going to... that's fun. Yeah, we're going to name a chick flick. And then Jasmine, we want you to tell us how you think they would have ended in real life. We okay. we also wrote like our own how we think it would have ended. Okay. <laughs> so we want to know what you guess, what you would say, and then we'll tell you what but we I would say. I don't think it would always be bad. No, but, yeah, right. it would exactly. probably just something probably be different. Different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. First one is Pretty Woman with Julia Roberts. Right. Now, if you guys remember, this mm. is about Julia Roberts is a hooker that gets picked up by Richard Gere, a businessman, right. and yeah. then they fall in love in the movie. Right. What he, would he winds up going taking a limo to her like dingy apartment with a flat with yes. flowers yes, for yes, her yes, and yes, rescues yes. her from her life of prostitution. What would happen if if that was real life and a hooker got picked up by millionaire <laughs> businessman Richard Gere? Okay, yeah, so they um Maybe they get married. Maybe that actually yeah. happens, you know. But she starts to feel a little insecure because they have come yeah. from two very different backgrounds. And he's went to Harvard and she doesn't have a college education. And so she has, you know, and she starts to resent little things that maybe you know, little like, you know, he reads the New York Times. Not that that's, (laughs) not that that's like, you know, but like just little things, right? You know, and over time they, 
and he thinks that she could maybe you know he has the same feelings about her he slowly yeah. starts he slowly to notice starts this is very accurate i think yeah. little things you know maybe even the way she holds her fork just bugs <laughs> him yeah like and ticks all these ticks yeah, she has these ticks and maybe like you know when she like like goes like like she takes her nose when she has an itch and she kind of like and he's like is that from all the time right is that, coke? is that is that is that from all the the cock you sucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, and and so over time but i'm an, an eternal optimist so i think that they get into like some really big bad fight and she runs off and she's like fuck you you never saw me for who I was and he's like you know like I can't believe that I stooped so low and she's like are you serious you're actually telling me that like you know prostitution this is like 2015 yeah I mean that wasn't really but now it but is now it yeah. is and you know get over yourself like women's lib and and he's like uh and she runs off and then he realizes he looks around his mansion and he realizes that he's feeling this emptiness in his heart and so he decides to chase her down and she's like no I want to go back to my roots so she goes to I mean, where do you find hookers these days? Like, I don't know. They the, clean. They clean them out of Times Square. I mean, definitely not in the meatpacking anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not in meatpacking. Not so, in Times Square. I don't know. They're around though. Yeah. yeah. So she goes to try and find, you know, her roots. And they're all dead. <laughs> and they're all like probably. No, 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 no. I don't know. And then he, he, you know, I don't know. This is maybe terribly politically no. incorrect. No, no. I think you I, just wrote the sequel. I hope. I, I hope Gary and, Marshall is listening. And he comes. And he, you know, and he finds her and they're, they really have love. I, I, you know, and a tear rolls down her eye and rolls down his and they're just. And credits. Cre- yes, exactly. <laughs> Until the next fight. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah. What, what we wrote is, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel stupid because that was goddamn beautiful. And way more optimistic. So we wrote a, a prostitute, Julia Roberts, hooks up with a prominent rich businessman, takes a selfie of him snorting cocaine off her vagina, <laughs> and then sends it to TMZ in return for $100,000. Ooh, that's good. It's bleak. Uh, it's bleak. It's bleak. Yeah. yeah. All right, Angela, you got the next, next one for her. The Notebook. I'm sure we're all familiar with the notebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, How does it end again? It's been a while. Yeah. I forget things. So, so, yeah, yeah. Well, you Noah can... and Allie, um, they're like torn apart when her mother intervenes. Well, and, he's a oh, young, right. to yeah. be, he's a young country boy. Right. Kind of similar to the, to a uh, pretty woman actually, but reverse. Reverse. He's a young country boy. He's she's... not a prostitute country boy. He's just like a poor right. country boy. Right. And she's she's an, a wealthy a rich, city girl. Yeah. Heiress. Mm-hmm. And they're in love. And then, uh, he she moves or he moves and he sends her a bunch of letters but her mom hides them from him so she gets engaged to somebody else yeah she thinks that he forgot about her but he didn't but then she comes back to the small town to see him again and he's like i wrote you every day i built a house (laughs) for you and then and then they uh, she wants to paint they make out in the rain they decide to get back together. She calls off her marriage. She calls off her marriage. And then they die in each other's arms in a nursing home. They die years, as years old people. later. Really happy. She yes. has Alzheimer's. Oh. And so he, this whole time he in the movie, right. he's been reading her from the, the notebook. notebook. <laughs> wow. Do they, I can't remember. Did they have those years together or the whole thing is, is they lost touch and then they reunited. They were separated. They lost like probably like five years. Right. I mean, I'm totally guessing. I think for like the length of World War II, they were apart. Okay. Because he okay. was like fighting in the war. So the question is what happens to them after the old person's home? Um, I just think what would, what would happen after their, 
Starting from their summer fling. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So they have um, a summer fling and then what happens? Um, well, she's, they, she's an artist, right? And what mm-hmm. does he do? He's like a carpenter, right? Yeah. He makes yeah. stuff. He's, he's handy. He's a handy guy. So, I'm so glad for the two people listening that haven't seen the notebook. Yeah. And we just explained the plot for you. Any, well, also, anybody that has seen it is like, you are butchering yeah. the movie. No, I just have like selective about? memory. I just forget. Th- I mean, I, I have Alzheimer's, I guess. <laughs> You're like Allie. I know. Um, well, they get a dog. And yeah. he um, builds the dog a mansion. <laughs> Heated it's, with lights. Instead of Allie, he, he focuses on the dog. <laughs> and she resents the dog. <laughs> yeah. And she starts to feel that once, you know, this is, where is the attention going? But ultimately, she has a dream. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Ultimately, she has a dream and the dog and here in her arms and there's just so much love between them that she's like, oh my God, I, I've been like, I've been like coming from a place of selfishness and my ego, like I've really right. got to give this like my whole heart. So then they move, all move into the doghouse together, <laughs> which is a mansion, which so is a mansion, which was like even bigger yeah. than their house. And so yeah. like the dog actually solidifies their relationship. The dog is dead at the end in the old person's home because oh, it, dogs don't live that long. They right. Don't. But that is what solidified so they're but entire- with the dog still there and the, so did they like they get the dog like stuff taxidermed taxidermed because he's still there Didn't in the you old see person that in that room yeah. <laughs> it's in the background right, yeah. this is what i used to do as like a little kid like i'd come up with these like crazy <laughs> no, this stories is this is you know good. when you go around yeah. a circle and you like make it more outlandish yes. and like yeah. all of a sudden you're like what am i even talking about? yeah you know no, what i like good. about that right. version is in that version noah has already experienced like tragedy love and love right. of the dog yeah so then later when he's going through the trauma of his wife having alzheimer's he's like i've been through this he's already. been through pain i can he knows i can what live it's like through anything to feel lost yeah i love your version that was, that was good uh this is our version of what would happen if the notebook was was real life uh, in our version, a young country boy, Ryan Gosling, and a rich southern heiress, Rachel McAdams, have a summer fling. That actually happens in the yes, movie. Yes, that so happens. From that point, this is what we think would really happen. Uh, it was fun and all, but they grow up. She realized they had absolutely nothing in common as teenagers and doesn't think about him again. Years later, she finds out he built a house for her and is completely creeped out and gets a restraining order. A house? That could be the dog house. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it's the do- maybe our versions merge. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. The next movie we've got for you is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Now, this one is about an advertising. Did you see this movie? Yeah, I did. But yeah. you might, because I have Alzheimer's, you might have to. Like, yeah, I don't okay. remember. Okay. And, all right. An advertising executive, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, is told by coworkers that he can oversee an advertising campaign if he wins a bet. Make a girl, Kate Hudson, fall in love with him for 10 days. Mm. Meanwhile, Kate Hudson right. wants to write. She works at like, like a froofy magazine. Uh, she she works at like like a Cosmo mag like a sexy Cosmo <laughs> magazine, which we don't think's froofy. We love Cosmo. We right. wrote for them. Check it out, February yes. issue. Um. Anyways, she's sick of writing these like froofy like love stories. She wants to write like real journalism. So her editor says, "All right, if you write a story about how to lose a guy in ten days, I'll let you write anything you want after that." And uh, right. so at the same time, they're both like, they both have like 
kind of games. They're trying to get each other right. for different reasons. Yeah. She's trying to get him and lose him. He's trying to make her fall in love so that he can oversee this advertising campaign for diamonds. What would happen in real life? <laughs> it's already very complicated. <laughs> very complicated. <laughs> you know, how did they like... How did that go in the pitch meeting? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Like, like, just trust us. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, like, like, what's the, what's most, the hook? Most movies have like right. one, a what, one-liner. Pitch, yeah, right, yeah. Like a, supposed to have a one-liner. That's like a 10-liner. Um, well, she's, yeah. she's afraid of commitment. Right. And so, you know, they get together, but then all of a sudden she feels like she's losing herself. <laughs> Lose mm. a guy intended. Yeah. And so she's losing herself. And so she's like, it feels like she's falling falling in love but she actually <laughs> freaks out and and pushes him away so the, basically the whole movie kind of starts over again <laughs> and they have to so the entire time so all for many 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 years they have this this game of chase and push and pull and it's exhausting and one day I'll, I'll, should i end it on a positive or negative note uh i know i've ended what, all i feel like with your gut yeah i feel like you are a naturally positive I person am. Yeah. yeah i know i so. feel like it's like a superstitious thing almost yeah. like if i say it's gonna like be bad like it's really weird it's like I <laughs> you're this- such a good storyteller whatever it's positive <laughs> or negative it's gonna be a good story so thank you <laughs> you're actually so, writing your own rom-coms which right i know i'm I, just like off in my no, own these are like great sequel ideas <laughs> yeah they they really are so the pro so then they yeah so then they they've been apart they've been fighting and then they she's she's at a diner and she's having <laughs> pancakes and she's like coating it with maple syrup and he used to put the maple syrup on for her oh which is so sweet so you sweet. know like she can't use her hands and she uses them <laughs> and she puts maple syrup on and she's like where is he and he wait is, why can't she use her hands just she's because so- she's like you know like did her hands get cut off at some point did i miss that and part? that ruins her writing career <laughs> that's oh, no. right no i know hands. because she fell so hard for him that like her hands falling off. apart <laughs> like she, she, has, has, she has to dictate all of her stories she's literally falling apart her hands are falling apart. but yeah, and she's like where are my hands actually she, she yeah yeah I, okay i don't know what happens to her hands <laughs> can we just like forget the whole hand part okay, okay. <laughs> anyway so he like is walking by and he has a shoelace untied <laughs> And she used to tie his shoes. This is like a weird relationship. And he eats shit. <laughs> so like, I can't tie my shoes. He bends down to tie his shoe and he looks over and he sees maple syrup. And all of a sudden he looks up slightly and he sees like two wrists without hands on them. <laughs> and then he looks up even further and it's her. And oh my they, god. And not another girl with no they, hands. <laughs> this would have been a be- much better movie. Yeah. And they stare at each other and they have a moment and all of a sudden... She uses all of her other limbs and runs out and they hug each other and they're back together full of maple syrup and shoelaces. I love it. Goddamn beautiful. That's like Tim Burton presents How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what's going on. All right. This is what we came up with. It's not nearly as interesting as yours. No. So after his friend's... After Matthew McConaughey's co-workers tell him that he's got to make a girl fall in love to get the advertising campaign, he laughs. Obviously, he thinks his co-workers are joking. And then he sulks and he has to wait another two years before he gets the promotion. Meanwhile, that girl, the aspiring political writer at Cosmopolitan S Magazine, quits her job the day her editor assigns her to write a piece on how to lose a guy in 10 days. 
That's what we think would really happen. Right. It's so basically has nothing on yours. She's like this is beneath me. I quit. And so whole, she has hands. And the whole movie doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Which which yeah, one should let's we do? do? One more. Um, okay, we'll let you pick which one. Okay, okay. tell All her right. the titles and then we'll. Okay, uh, should we go with Knocked Up or Never Been Kissed? Which one are you more familiar with? Um, God, I, <laughs> you know, I see all of these and I have very selective we'll, we'll, memories. We'll, we'll, so. we'll tell you what happened. Yeah, well, which, do. which one do you want to um, go with? Uh, what was the, let's do Never Been Kissed. Okay. Okay. Um, well, in the actual movie, Never Been Kissed, a copy editor played by Drew Barrymore gets an assignment to go undercover as a new right. high school student. Wait, I do have to say a lot of movies I'm realizing, rom-coms are about like and journalists getting an assignment, even like yes. Trainwreck, Trainwreck also, or Bri- Bridget Jones. Bridget like she's Jones, a writer. Yeah. It's all about like story, and like, then right. and then the How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I mean, I guess yeah. that is a really good like vehicle to get somebody right. to do you something need, like, weird. An angle. Yeah, right. it's like make them a journalist, and then we can like have them do anything. Yeah. It like give them a the sex column. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get. We're gonna write a screenplay after this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So anyway, so and then she thinks her English teacher, played by Michael Vart, was it Vartan or Vartan? Vartan, Vartan. Remember him? Uh, she thinks he's hot stuff. So uh, that's basically what happens. Right. So she goes that's, undercover. Yeah. She's trying to pretend that she's like a high school student, but she's really like thirty, right, you right, know. Right, right, right. And um, and then they fall in love, and right, it's weird. Sexual tension. I don't really remember what else. And happens. she had never been kissed. Yeah, and she had never point. been kissed. She had been kissed. At some no, point, she did she jo- really she never been kissed? Rosie. Josie but had she never been kissed in her adult life? Or was it never been I kissed in high school? Like, never. <laughs> never been We should have watched this movie rec- and more then, recently. Because like, remember her prom? She gets egged in the face. Yeah. Like, but then there's something that happens where she writes her column. And then uh, she says, I will be at the baseball field right. waiting for you. Something like that. And then Because he, he comes. Up. He shows up at the baseball stadium. And everyone's watching with all the the lights go on and she right. thinks he's not coming and then he comes and then they kiss and she's being right. kissed even though she wrote uh, an article about about it him being a teacher and romantically pursuing her as a student and for whatever reason he doesn't get fired right in the movie well we'll get we'll get into our real version yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine might be not so optimistic okay. <laughs> so what happens so then? he then has an affair with another student <gasps> he has a thing oh, for students shit. and especially like that's the kind good, of yeah, yeah that's a little bit like the girls that are a little bit you know haven't fully come into their own yet yes and you know feeling a little bit insecure because puberty is tough so he cheats on her and with another so student he cheats that's on her actually with another a good student theory. I feel like if he would do it once, he'd do it again. Yeah, he's just going to keep yeah. doing it. Oh, unless, I believe that. You know, That's he actually really, really, good. really works on himself, right? But is he that type of guy? I think he is. I don't know. You do? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I think he would have gone for other students too. <laughs> I mean, there could be many. There could be. Oh my god, so creepy. So he has like just a skeleton skeletons in his closet, and they're yeah. all teenager girls. Um, <laughs> In our version, uh, not that far removed for various legal and logical reasons, this adult woman is unable to pretend she's a 16-year-old student, um, which becomes apparent after a student calls her out for being, quote, an old bitch. The most hip thing she learns during her brief time hanging with teenagers is that print media is dead and she should probably look for a new job. (laughs) (laughs) That was our version. Um, Thank you for helping us 
yeah. break down these yeah. rom-coms and it got uh, wacky make things. these rom-coms. It yeah. got very wacky. But they got yeah. more real. Yeah. It, yeah. Even your wacky version was more real than uh, what we've been watching on you know, the big screen. Life can be pretty crazy. Things yeah, that happen. It's you true. know? So. Well, guys who are listening to this we hope we cleared up this week's reason thank you so much jasmine thank Lope, you for being this on was the so much fun you, oh jasmine. my god i talk to you guys forever yes <laughs> you guys can follow her on twitter and instagram at jasmine Loeb. make sure you check out her column on the observer i don't know anything else you want to plug um yeah i'm actually going to be launching a youtube series oh amazing so very oh. excited in the next week or two so it'll <laughs> be about similar themes and uh it'll be fun because i'm also an actress so it kind of merges my writing side with my face and, <laughs> and my mouth <laughs> Great. sounds wrong no, <laughs> but basically you know another part of me as well so I'm really so cool excited. okay everybody Ooh, check right, that yeah, out yeah. check it out we're follow gonna her. check that out <laughs> um and uh, while you're at it i guess follow us at your single show on twitter and instagram you can like us on facebook everything else go to our website this is where you're single show.com and tune in next week for a whole new show bye Bye. guys bye Bye. thank you this is why you're single Uh this is why you're single this is why you're single this is why you're single that was a headgum podcast